he always behave himself and uh, do the homework. Thanks for coming to the Sun of Smiley podcast. My name is Ed Hill, and I am a stand-up comedian and the Sun of Smiley. Why you about to hear are some stories about me, some stories about my dad, and some stories between my dad and I. So sit back, relax, and don't forget to smile. Good morning, everybody.、Um, thank you for coming to another episode of the Sunday Smiley Podcast. As you can tell, I am、uh, slightly congested. I'm on the final few days of my cold, so please excuse me if I sound like a frog and not like my usual self. I am currently sitting in Wichita, Kansas. I'm here doing a weekend of shows on、uh, Martin Luther King Jr. weekend here in the states from Thursday to Sunday.、Um, I have a Lunabin Comedy Club here. The weather here has been quite awful. There has been ice storms,、um, freezing rain the last few days, so people are a little afraid to come out. I mean, it's rained, but apparently when it hits the ground, it freezes, and it creates massive havoc on the highways. Apparently, yesterday there was a 20-car pileup on the highway, so a lot of people decided not to come out. And at the same time, when it's cold, I haven't really been outside. So today was really the only day I've seen sunlight in the last four days. All I've been doing is taking Nyquil, going to bed, doing the shows. Trying to pull myself along with this terrible cold I have, so you know it is cold and flu season. So I thought for today, you know, since I am feeling like crap, let's do a story about the one time where I felt like total crap, and that's the time where I caught the pig flu, or as the scientists call it, H1N1. Now this happened a few years ago when I was still a teacher at a local high school in Vancouver, and I was a resource teacher. So what that means is I was the teacher who sat in the library where the resource room is, and students would come to the library if they need extra support, either with homework or everyday life. I cover everything from English to PE, you know, anything that the kids need help with. So needless to say, a lot of students come in and out of the resource room, so I would see. Um, kids, you know, from various ages, in various states of minds, and in various states of health. Now, usually, when kids come in the resource room and they're sick, I would just send them either home or back to the classrooms because I'm a germaphobe. I don't want to sit in the room, you know, one on one with a student when they're, you know, transferring all this goodness to me. So this one time, a young lady came in the resource room and she needed help with her English exam that was coming up. So. You know, she didn't seem ill.、Um, she told me she had a bit of a cold, she had a sore throat, but she was, you know, chipper and everything seems okay. So I said, you know what? Okay, you know, should be fine. I'm not going to, you know, let my germaphobe self deter this young lady's future success. So we sat in the room.、Um, I help her with the exam、um, that's coming up for about an hour. So she leaves, and you know, I didn't think much of it. I went home that day. Um, and this is during the time where H1N1 was quite prevalent.、Um, it was quite a serious issue because a lot of people,、um, especially the older folks,、um, died from this. So I went home, and immediately within five hours' time, I had all the symptoms of the flu. And I thought, you know what? Oh, maybe I ate something wrong. Maybe you know something happened on the way home. I don't know what it was. I just I didn't think too much of it. So I went to bed with the inclination that I'm gonna feel better in the morning. I'm gonna go to work. You know, none of this could be happening. 
Um, I woke up the next morning and I had a fever all the way up to 40 degrees Celsius. It was the worst fever I ever had in my life. And I was freezing. You know, I was super warm, yet I felt super cold. And it was so cold that I had four blankets over me and I still felt as the room was situated in the North Pole. So I was there shivering, chattering my teeth off. Um, my parents were coming into the room. Um, I lived at home at that time. You know, you don't make very much money as a teacher in Canada. I think the teachers in, you know, in Canada can attest to that. I think the teachers anywhere in the world can attest to that, actually. But anyways, so I, I lived at home. My parents came in my room. They're like, what is wrong with you? I said, you know what? I don't know what's going on, but I don't feel good. So they're like, okay, why don't you just stay home, call the school, stay home for a day. What ended up happening was that one day turned to 14 days. I had a fever for 10 days straight, 40 degrees Celsius fever, while I was feeling freezing cold in bed. My parents quarantined me in my bedroom for the entire 14 days. You know, I, I didn't come out. I didn't eat much. I didn't drink much. Um, I just laid in my bed and shivered for a very long time. Now, on the 10th day, it was pretty obvious I may have had the pig flu or the swine flu or the H1N1, whatever you want to call it. So my dad said, well, we can't con continue this way. You're going to die in your room if we just let you lay there. Your fever's not going. Nothing's working. I was taking medication. Um, I was taking, um, you know, Tylenol, NyQuil, whatever you call it. I got all that stuff in me. Nothing was working. So he said, well, we got to take you to a clinic or a hospital. Now, I don't know if anybody remembered the H1N1, but at the time, hospitals, especially emergency rooms, did not allow people who contract H1N1 to show up because the fear was that it was so contagious, as demonstrated in my case, that it incubated within five hours, that I was going to give it to everybody else. It was going to kill the entire wing of the hospital if I showed up. So I wasn't allowed to go to an emergency room. Um, the only place I could go to was a clinic that was you know, near my house. Now, most of the clinics were closed at that time because it was spring break time. And, you know, the only one that was open was one that was one city away. So my dad drove me an hour to this clinic. We got to the place. We got to the parking lot. He walked in to check me in. And he came out into the car and said, you're not allowed to go inside. The nurses and the staff in the clinic told him that because there's suspicion that I have contracted H1N1, I wasn't allowed in there because there's a chance I might kill everybody in the clinic. Now, I don't know if you ever felt like that guy who got bit by a zombie in The Walking Dead. That's pretty much how it feels like, that nobody wants you around them because you are the contagion that is going to end half of this planet. So I sat in the car, my dad went inside, and the doctor gave him the antiviral, um, which is the Tamiflu, which my dad was hoping to get to help me. So he came out. And, you know, I got to say, you know, my dad is a trooper because he sat in the same car with me. He lived in the same house with me while I had this thing. And there was no um, absolute infection on him. He didn't get it at all. He was fine. Um, and he was the one who came in most of the time to see me in my room. So we got the time of flu. We went home. I took it. And it worked miraculously. It was unbelievable. The fever went away within four days. I felt better. I was able to go back to work um, after the two-week period. At the end of this, I lost about 20 pounds. Um, I got to the school. Um, everybody's wondering where I was. And as I shared the story of the swine flu that I had with everybody, 
um, the vice principal came up to me quickly, brought me into his office, and told me that he had the exact same thing. And that one student had visited two people that day. And that was me and the vice principal. And both of us went home that day feeling ill, and we both were away for 14 days. And the vice principal also had to get the Tamiflu from a clinic near his house. And he also wasn't allowed in the clinic. His wife had to go and get it for him. So thank God we're both alive. Everything went well. And we're healthy again. Well, I mean, I guess I'm not healthy right now, but healthy again after this whole incident. So for those who think the flu shot is not going to help you or think washing your hands is not a good thing, do it. Because you might get the next iteration of the pig flu and you got to give it to me. And I really don't want it again. I don't even want this cold I got. So please, stay healthy. Don't be the guy in The Walking Dead who got bit by a zombie and still wants to give everybody hugs and kisses. Nobody likes you. Don't be that guy. Anyways, if you want to see where I am next, I promise I'll be healthy um, when you come and see me. I will be at the Part of Life Comedy Club in Bellevue, Washington this Thursday to Saturday from January 19th to 21st. On, on January 27th is the next iteration of the Secret Service Comedy Show, which takes place in Vancouver at the British Ex-Servicemen's Association. The tickets are online on my website, kingedhill.com. Make sure you check that out if you want to come. From February 2nd to February 4th, I will be at Yuck Yucks Comedy Club in Abbotsford, British Columbia. And the dates are confirmed for the island tour I'll be doing in February. On February 10th, which is a Friday, I will be at Old City Laugh Lounge in Nanaimo. There'll be two shows. Um, on February 11th, I will be at Mamula's Pub in Victoria, B.C. And February 12th, I will be at Realm Food Company in Parksville, B.C. And on February 18th, I will be at the Avalanche Bar in Courtney, B.C. And February 19th, I will be at Cobblestone Pub in Cobble Hill, British Columbia. So make sure you check those dates out. All the dates um, that are upcoming in February, March, April, all the way up to June are on my website at kingedhill.com. So that's this week's story. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I hope you stay healthy. And I will see you next week at the same time, at the same place, with a brand new story on being the son of smile.